Welcome to Into the Dungeon, and welcome to our very first Starfinder episode. So I want to cover a couple of things with our audience before you begin listening, and then I'm going to turn it over to Creed, who is the dungeon master of this show. So we set out to do something very specific with this show compared to our main game, Azkazir. Azkazir is a six-hour show. Very hard to take in, especially in a single sitting. The goal with Starfinder is a smaller cast, so you've got your Dungeon Master and four players, and a shorter runtime. So if you're watching us live, it's a two-hour show. If you're catching us in podcast form or on YouTube, we're going to have the two-hour episodes cut into approximately two one-hour episodes. Now, the reason for this is for you, the viewer, and in some ways for us, because we're a small team. The, the for you part of this is the digestibility of the show. So instead of having to block out enough bandwidth to try and fit in a four to six hour episode, hopefully you can fit in an hour long episode, just like you would maybe an hour long episode of something on TV. And even if you do have to listen to it in multiple settings or, or sessions, um, you know, it, it's maybe 30 minutes one day and 30 minutes another day, and then you're done, you're caught up. Now, the benefit to us is this allows us to create new content that is different than all of the fantasy land themed content that's out there. It allows us to make something that we can better fit into our schedules because all of us here work day jobs, sometimes more than one, and some of us have husbands, wives, and kids. So we're trying to find a way where we can provide more content that allows us to kind of work smart and around our existing schedules. And I think, and we think that this is a good combination of those things. Now, the last thing I want to let you know, as we get started in this new show, uh, we do have Azkazir returning on the 7th, which is this weekend, if you're catching us right after we upload this podcast. Uh, that's June the 7th. And as part of that, what we've decided to do is open up a Patreon. So there is a link for the Patreon in the show notes uh, or in the YouTube description uh, or on our Twitch. Uh, if you feel like you want to support our show monetarily, our goal is to keep all of our content as ad-free as possible without you having to spend any money on it. So whether you spend money to support us or not, uh, none of our videos on YouTube are monetized, uh, and we have as many of the ad features turned off on Twitch as Twitch will allow us to do. Um, they unfortunately control a lot of it. So the goal is to separate ourselves from ad revenue and instead be programming like what I grew up on, you know, f for the people, by the people. So if you like what we're doing and you want to support us, you can do that at our Patreon. There are some pretty cool rewards that we can keep up with as the small team that we are, but being able to create uh, an, a name and an identity for NPCs that I'll draw from and use as I'm improvising the world, and being included in the show notes as a, as a pledge or as, as a backer. So anyways, without further ado, those are all the announcements for Into the Dungeon as we move into a post-COVID or hopefully post-COVID Era. And I do want to do a quick shout out to all of the families that have suffered, all of the people who have lost jobs, and 
all of the emergency workers and essential workers. Thank you all, and our hearts go out to anybody that suffered during this time. And without further ado, let's jump into sci-fi fantasy land in Starfinder. Creed, take it away. Welcome everyone to Into the Dungeon, this time in space. Thank you for joining us here at the start of our Starfinder campaign. Just one announcement tonight, the Azkazir Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition campaign will be back together and starting up next week, June 7th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard. In person. Uh, in person, like a meeting for real, like what <laughs> I had a joke I'm not going to use. Um, yeah, but meeting in person for real, I unfortunately will not be there because I am starting this and this will be my main focus. And uh, there's other things pulling me away, but we I'll still be here for this campaign. Um, before I introduce what kind of campaign we're going to run, um how about everybody just at least introduce themselves uh, for anyone who doesn't actually watch Azkazir might be just joining us for this. So let's start with uh, the new face because not everyone has seen him. Mr. Cryptus over there. Oh, excuse me, Nick. We're not doing character names for this. <laughs> at, least, at least they're not calling me Trox anymore. Hey, I'm right. Nick. Um, and I'll be playing Cryptus today who is, suffice to say, murder hobo on a leash. Uh, he is Atrox, who are a very interesting race from Starfinder. They're sort of large, chitinous bug people with four arms, two of which aren't actually that functional, old vestigial arms. But they're big and brutish, <laughs> and aside from being big and brutish, worship a god that loves peace and diplomacy. So <laughs> don't judge a book by its cover with them, but that's me. You just confused a lot of people by properly pronouncing the word chitinous. Oh dear. <laughs> Chitin. What, what does the word chitinous mean? No, that's the shell bugs. You got it. You win a prize. You oh, win the big prize. I didn't know you get a bug person word. as a crewmate as your prize. I've <laughs> always read it as chitinous, not chitinous. And I I feel dumb hey, for not English. <laughs> Someone might say I've pronounced it wrong. Who knows? Who knows? Patrick. <laughs> your next one. I will be Playing the captain of this motley crew, uh, Captain Jin. I'm a Kasathan. They're four armed. They're kind of like uh, cone headed looking aliens. And uh, yeah, just be doing my best to uh, help these guys excel and hopefully uh, get us all money. Yeah. All right, Ashley. Hey, I'm Ashley. I'm playing Rima of Locken, um, the dog person, mystic, uh, paranormal investigator. Dog person, and... mystic, paranormal. That's just it. That's perfect. It's so perfect. I love that you're a person first, mystic second. <laughs> um, Justin. Uh, I am Justin. I'm the dungeon master for our other game. So like uh, Creed said, you can catch us then when we go back to that. But uh, I get to step out of the forever DM role and hand it back over to Cody, or Creed rather, who is uh, my original DM. And uh, he gets to run us again to play, and I'm super excited about it. I yes, play I... an android from Galorian. Uh, from Galor is it Galorian? Did I get it right? Galorian. Do I know what planet yep. I'm from? Yes, yes, you are from <laughs> Galorian. For those who are who know Starfinder, Galorian is here in our world. We're not throwing it away. It's oh, here. That's right. It exists. That's right. That's the thing. Because like the gap 
And okay, yeah. no, we don't even want to confuse people with the gap. Starfinder fans, we know, we understand that they that Paizo got rid of Galorian for a reason. We're bringing it back for our game. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I play an android uh, named Passenger. Uh, I was a stowaway at one point on Jin's ship, and he was merciful and didn't feed me to the trucks. And um, and I've joined the crew, and I'm excited to to do it. Yeah. Excellent. And I am the GM since I think there, I remember reading a while ago, there was some sort of legal thing where you can't actually call yourself the dungeon master when you're playing another set. So I am the GM, which I think stands for gungeon master. Yep. I could be wrong. We um, have guns. Is that really yeah, a we thing? Have guns. Is that really a legal precedent that I've I, never heard? I, I, it, I may have just had like a fever dream one day about that. I don't know. Someone in the chat, I'm sure, will correct us. I, I but can't, I, can't I think that's why we they differentiate DM for D&D, GM for literally every other game. Um, hmm. So let me go into a bit about this campaign. This is a Starfinder campaign. I purchased the first core book back in 2017, and I have not really been able to play it since and i'm excited to finally start well, we um, this one is time. it was perfect it, it was a wonderful wonderful game that one one shot <laughs> um <laughs> where was i going with this oh yeah this is actually this campaign is actually a continuation of a home game that we most i think everybody except for nick was a part of and even a lot of the even the entire group from uh Azkazir, had played it was a DD fifth edition game where i just said you know what i've got this starfinder book i'm gonna set it in fantasy world and we're gonna start on galorian and then the next campaign will start off in starfinder kind of go through DD fifth edition and then go off into into space and that is this is where we're starting um i'm sure we'll have a website or something up kind of like we do for Azkazir, just kind of going over this all that has all the homebrew stuff we're not going to have a whole lot of homebrew rules for this we're going to kind of play starfinder by the book um except for when it comes to starships and for i now. think yeah for now <laughs> where i gotta i need to figure that out um but we have some homebrew uh lore stuff like of course the gap here didn't happen all of our last campaign still canon galorian exists um there isn't this big i mean we're obviously playing in a time before the packed worlds came together um so it's 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 exciting you get to see a little something different before we i mean from our campaign so um is that everything we have for our viewers i've introduced the campaign we've introduced each other um think so yeah so we are starting off on the let's see we can go to roll 20 we are starting off on the planet of castravel in the city of kabarat now um let me just read this off to you captain Jin. my wife is here everybody hello wave to everybody <laughs> I don't know if they saw you. And, and she, she, she waved, but she she waved and smiled, but she wasn't in the shot. Um, all right, Captain Jim, um, you and Hi. I had some discussion about another thing before Hi. this campaign. Um, I will say, as you slowly walk back to tell your crew about the job here in the city of Kabarat, it is nighttime. You begin to feel the rain gently falling around. And it suddenly, and after about 15 minutes of it starting to rain down, it suddenly stops, and the lights of the entire city 
just flicker and shut off. The entire city goes into utter darkness. Other people that you see along in the streets, they start pulling out little flashlights or using little devices that I'm not going to call phones and I haven't figured out a word for yet that have flashlights on them. Um, units. Um, units, PCUs. All right, I got to get used yeah. to saying PCUs. Um, and then after you see everybody start lighting up their little flashlights to see where they're going, you see a massive blue pillar stretch up into the night sky from the east. Once it gets up to a certain altitude, it then extends out over the city. You can probably guess the city has, actually you've been here for a few weeks and you've seen this happen every so, every so often. The city has transferred its power from the city to its shield generator. Because we are still during the time period for our viewers, it's still during the time period where Castravel is in its war between the Lashunta and the Formians. Sorry. You realize that it's probably the fact that Formian satellites are over the city. And for the next several hours or half a day, um, the shield general will be active. And until their orbit exits the, the range of the city. Okay. And the metropolitan shield can be shut off and the power can be restored to the city. You take a moment to look up and see the shields light up gently over the city where the water hits the shield and runs off. It reminds you slightly of the space dust light up the shields on Idari. Despite the, this planet being at war and forming weapons being pointed down at you from the sky, this actually made you feel a little bit like you were at home. What do you do? Um, and this is a regular occurrence. The whole this, this has happened often. Like every so often, they just kind of activate the shield. There's been a couple times where you'll see like an explosion happen. This is a planet at war currently. Um, and this is a major metropolitan city on this planet. I think it, it could be wrong. It's, it might be the biggest. Um, it's certainly the one that is uh, bolded in the book. Okay. 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 <sighs> Well, you're right being under, uh, you know, shields and uh, having everything else kind of like subservient to that system does kind of feel like a mega starship. So um, I'm not as worried as I might have been in other circumstances if the light suddenly went dark. Um, but I will actually kind of hurry to get back to the ship faster so I can meet with the crew. Um, partly because I'm worried that there might be forming satellites above our heads, uh, but also because I want to try and see if maybe passenger can use our ship's um, sensors to you know, plot their course, uh, see when the shields might be lifted, when the threat might be passed, and uh, just kind of plan ahead for things. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're going to get at a brisk pace, you know, not going to exhaust yourself, not going to break a sweat, but you, you, you get back within maybe 30 ish minutes of just walking. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you, you go down several city blocks, of course, and uh, you get to the, the port town and there, there is a guard standing there. It's this small, um, relatively young human. He just lets you in. Um, cause he, he recognizes you and he, he says, you know, 12 B is where you're, where you're at. And you were like, yeah, I know I've been here a couple weeks and, yeah. uh, you get to where your ship is. Um, it's not exactly, I mean, it is, it fits your ship. 
um, you got to share this 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 docking bay with a couple other ships. It's a pretty big docking bay. Okay. Um, and there's a few tables and stuff. You see some of the crew from the other ships, but since your ship has, you know, its own galley and things like that, um, I guess I'm not going to tell you where they're at. I'm going to let them tell you where they are at. So we'll start with Real the quick. top of my, oh, go ahead. Yeah, if I can interrupt. Uh, so it's a big docking bay, probably like a big kind of like hangar looking thing. How many other ships are berthed here with us? There are two. Um, one seems like a, an old um, freighter that's uh, old Lashunta freighter and a small, um, it's, it's not, it's kind of like a small, like, if you wanted to, it's not a helicopter, but it's more of a, it's designed not to exit the atmosphere. It's just kind of here as like a medical vessel. And there's like a couple of uh, paramedics that just kind of waiting on call for any, anyone in the city that they need to go and grab and they haven't gotten it. Cool. Cool, cool. So let's start with Cryptus. Where are you in this area? You're at least somewhere in the, the port. I mean, you might not even be you know, in the in the docking area, you might not be in the ship. So, uh, where are you at? So, Cryptus is actually pretty a pretty obvious sight to anybody who passes through the the docking area as he makes a steady patrol around Captain Jin's Captain Jin and his ship. Um, you see, it's almost this rigid adherence. You feel like maybe his captain has told him to keep an eye on the ship, and he has taken it absolutely to heart that he's going to <laughs> <laughs> patrol and march around until the captain comes back. And he is armored in what's called, it's called, it has a fancy name, Golem Forge Plate. He has what's called a light reaction cannon. And those are fancy names, but it's pretty standard, low-level mercenary stuff. It's not that fancy of equipment, but for your average passerby average you know dock maintenance person it, it would be relatively intimidating especially on an eight foot tall bug person right i imagine most weapons are intimidating to most people <laughs> <laughs> all right so captain jen you see when you walk in you see your loyal soldier marching around your ship um either passenger or did oh crap i forgot the name Reba? Rima. Rima? Rima. I almost said Reba. That's not correct. Rima. <laughs> Whoever wants to go first may um, you would tell find, us where you're at. You would, you would find Passenger in one of the science bays on the ship, probably investigating some sort of uh, uh, plant life or foliage that he found earlier the day. Um, Looking at the ship, um, you would be in room five. I think that the they can yeah. see it. Um, that is the workshop. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would so be in there, and I've got uh, I've got some uh, a plant life <laughs> and and uh, specifically a, a beautiful flower that I found uh, while when I when I left the ship earlier in the day, and I'm 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 looking at it. What, what kind I of flower would. is it? What does it look like? Uh, it's purple, uh, and it has a. It doesn't have a stem necessarily. It's it's a it's a it's a vine, and the vine is flowering multiple times, and it's a it's 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 got a pleasant orangish hue that uh, it, uh, that makes up that vine, and the, that orange kind of splinters into the purple of the flowering petals, and I'm just fascinated by it. Cool. It's a um, native to to Castrovel, I've been told. <clears throat> Excellent. Rima? Rima is in the galley. Um, 
drinking and playing some kind of card game, solitaire, whatever they got here. You playing it on your PCU or are you playing in like a real physical card game? Real physical card game. Gotcha. Some real physical cards. All right. All right, Captain. Archaic. We got the camera on you. You, f- you found where your uh, crew is. Cool, 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 cool. And anybody can um, act. I'm not just saying he's the only one he could act that can act. Anybody can. I will kind of nod to get uh, Krippus's attention and kind of do some kind of like symbol with my hands, some kind of signal. Because um, I, I was, we, we've imagined that Kryptus and I have traveled together the longest. So I imagine he's probably picked up on some quirks. We've probably worked some things out beforehand, but wordlessly, I want to be like, hey, get on the ship, crew meeting, we need to talk. And uh, hopefully understanding that you got the message, just head to, I'm looking at the ship. How do we think we board? Do you think there's like a, an airlock somewhere? Or There are, from what I can see. Um, I don't know. There's the cargo bay doors. There's there's the cargo bay doors that you can use, and um, I don't think you can see it, but there's a section eight that is um, also cargo, and some stairs leading up to the stairs next to room four, which is a bathroom. So okay. there's definitely like two cargo areas that can lower down. Um, for you Star Citizen fans, it's kind of like the uh, constellation where there's two different doors that can come down. So. Uh, yeah, it looks yeah. like that stair is kind of like central to the whole design of the ship. It goes up to the galley, mm-hmm. room nine. Yep. It's neat, very neat. Um, yeah, Cryptus and I. That they're hand signaling to one another. I'd probably leave uh, that. That what did you call it? You didn't call it a science lab. You called it a. It's a. It's it's a workshop. A workshop. So like, probably... it's something somewhere where you can do science lab things or you know workshop. Mm-hmm. It's I... they're a place for you to work. I would probably leave the uh, the workshop and kind of looking down mostly at my my personal comm unit would make my way up to the galley where I saw uh, Rima earlier today. Uh, Rima, have you beat your high school yet? Are you? Where are you? Are you like standing behind me or in front of me? Uh, I would I, I would I would walk up in uh, into a position where I, I wouldn't sneak up on you. <laughs> um, however, I I do tend to move a bit. Um, efficiently so if you're really focused you may not have noticed me i wasn't trying to be stealthy but sometimes it just happens nah, i'm not i'm not really focused as long as she like moved into my line of sight i'd look up and can i connect telepathically with an an android or you can certainly try <laughs> yeah how, how does your tele- how does your telepathy work <laughs> it's a uh, it says it's just exactly like the sheerans which is Communicate telepathically with any creatures within 30 feet with whom they share a language. Conversing telepathically with multiple creatures simultaneously is just as difficult as listening to multiple people speak. Okay. So, what languages do you speak? Um, did, did we decide... We, we didn't we... really go over that. Uh-oh, okay. Did we decide right. that there was an equivalent of common or um, language of trade? There is a language of trade. Uh, I think we decided to call it uh, just pact. It's just yeah. like, there's a language of trade. It's not really spoken by common folk. It's spoken mostly by spacers who do a lot of travel, uh, the intelligentsia, politicians, diplomats. There's a common language that is designed for different 
aliens to say the same word, but we're using different sounds because they may not have the same ways of speaking to each other. Mm -hmm. So you've, you've had to learn all these other words for a lot of the same words, a lot of the same, a lot of synonyms, let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, we're going to say that you all speak pact to make this simple. Well, I, I would have spoken it in pact. Well, um, after I look up and connect with you telepathically, be like you feel this sort of, sort of like you ever had a like a brain zap? <laughs> you ever heard of that? You kind of feel like a little, like it's like a little switch goes off in your head a little bit. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Sorry, say again. <laughs> ah, yes, right. Um, have you beaten your high score yet? I say telepathically. No, I'm getting worse the longer I drink. Who'd have thought? Uh, yes, it, it does drunk. tend to have that sort of effect on biological systems. Um, Can you drink? Yes, absolutely. Have a drink. I understand it's a fascinatingly good time, but no, I think I will pass today. Probably at this moment, there's like a beeping sound or some kind of alarm or something saying that the ventral cargo bay doors have opened. There's cargo also a distinct doors thud, 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 thud. <laughs> yeah, you, you know that uh, Trog, at least uh, Cryptus is coming. At the <laughs> yeah, very least. Yeah. I'm going to assume there's like lights going off. I have a question for Patrick, if I can interrupt real quick. Sure. Patrick, uh, with your ship that we've been on for four years that we know very, very well, are, are the, the doors, are they like Star Trek, like psh, psh kind of doors? Or are they like uh, Firefly kind of doors with like hatches and stair? Like what, what kind of doors are we looking at here? Well, so she's an old bird, if if you'll allow the Glarian expression. Um, being, what, Crass, what we, what we say, Creed? It. 50 <laughs> years old or something like that. So... Probably all of the doors originally were quite smooth in their automatic opening and closing. Were. Keyword. Were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them get stuck. Some of them are open and just can't shut them. Until you fix so. them. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully not the cargo bay doors. No. <laughs> just the airlocks. That, that's the only <laughs> thing he pays to work is the cargo doors. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing I care about the most. But yeah, I, I wanted to say I like to Wait, imagine. Wait, what about for, your crew? What? Thing you <laughs> care. I like to imagine for passenger, it's it's just he has a little like chat log in his head, and it's like user has joined. <laughs> when it's absolutely, absolutely. and it's um, it's logging like all the interactions too. <laughs> At oh, yeah. least it's yeah. trying to. It's it's failing most of the time. Yeah, as soon as the doors close, I'm like tracks. Let's go, galley. We gotta. Crew meeting and My I name is Cryptus, Captain. Cryptus, sorry, I'm just excited right now. Bounding up the stairs. Hey, look at my P. Oh, oh, you guys are in the galley. Perfect. Come bounding up. Another job. I move so that uh, Rima can see me because she is deaf. She cannot hear anything. I connect to them as they enter and I see them also. Yeah. All right. So, a um, couple of things going on. The, uh, the shields are back on. Looks like the Formian uh, battle satellites are overhead. So, as soon as we're done talking passenger, uh, if you can use the sensors, kind of plot their trajectory, see what's going on there, just make sure it's nothing uh, crazy, nothing dangerous. Hmm. Um, 
but I have good news. We've got a job. I know a that it's one? yes, a paying one. A legal Absolutely. one. So I know a that dangerous it's... one. <laughs> it, it shouldn't be too dangerous, though. Uh, and and I know that I had a great punch about Castrovel, and it hasn't really paid off for us. We've been stuck here for weeks. Um, but if this works, we'll get back on track, and it'll be smooth flying from here on. But you are right. Uh, it's probably not entirely legal. I met with a Yuzoki named Wretch, and he has mentioned that there is a package that needs to be moved from Castravel to Akaton. Have you all heard of Akaton before? Any of you ever been there? You guys, can make, culture, you guys can make culture checks if you want to know things about it. Yes. yes. Is this the first roll of the This game? is the first roll of the game. Can we roll in roll 20, or can we roll in like... I will let you guys decide on that yourself. I will trust you. My players never cheat. And I will hold them to that. So this is a recall knowledge culture check? Yep. Perfect. Is that one of our skills? Is it in the skills section? Do we have it bonuses? should be. Let me double check because I need to find out for myself. Hey, next time we each talk about something, we should say what we look like because I have no idea what you all look like other than that you're aliens with forearms. <laughs> Oh no, she's looking for her dice. Here, so yes, there is a culture. I think that has to be a trained skill. Ooh. Yep, culture. Yep, yeah, culture is trained. So um, I also allow a straight um, intelligence check. Okay. To uh, recall knowledge as well. This is a low DC. We'll go ahead and say it's an 8, so don't screw it up. God, I rolled an 11. Okay. Anyone else? God, the no DC things? is 8. <laughs> I'm 16. Uh, that's a 9 plus some uh, stuff that I'm sure I have. Well, you, you, um, you made the roll. If you want to <laughs> add them all together, you, you absolutely may. Akaton is a... It's a lot. It looks a lot like Mars. It's kind of a ungoverned planet of multiple city states. Very a, a big red planet, thin atmosphere. There's been a few um, terraforming efforts done to it, um, but for the most part, you know that there's a lot of lawlessness there. It is kind of the Wild West. So um, a illegal-ish mission to Akaton is kind of expected. <laughs> I explained it to Nick earlier that uh, Akaton reminds me of like a very Edgar Rice Burroughs Mars. It has the Shabads, which are mm -hmm. big, large, yep. four-armed, green-skin aliens. Does Ma it have a breathable atmosphere? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is thin, um, so for a lot of you, it might be difficult to breathe. Um, <laughs> you would probably recommend some sort of breathing apparatus to not, you know, pass out. It does have a thin atmosphere. So I can tell by the looks on your faces that so you all know actually, where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, since I, since I rolled high enough, um, I passed through there prior to my service with you, Captain. It's, uh, 
it's people are forearmed like us, so the appropriate number of limbs. And I kind of glare at Rima. Bless it, passenger. Mm. <laughs> there are some Yosoki there too, though I believe scurrying about. And they're who I'm hoping will be dealing with mostly. And I like to imagine Jin's cross all, you know, both pairs of arms. Um, yeah, the Shavads, I don't want to get into any trouble with them. The last time I was there, it seemed like, you know, one wrong step and you'd end up in an honor duel and it's just not good. You know, I'm hoping the buyer will be Yuzoki. Uh, I don't have his details yet, but like I said, I was meeting with Wretch. There will be a single crate. He said it will be delivered within the next 32 hours. The crate is apparently valued at 100,000 credits, and we are being offered 5% to deliver it to the buyer in Ikatan. An additional 5% was offered, so long as we don't ask any questions, obviously don't look in the crate, and he did say we needed to avoid the authorities. So we'll have to work on a plan to make sure that we can do that because 10,000 credits would be just what we need to get back on our feet. Um, so Captain, um, yes, we get the first 5% whether we look in the crate or not. We will not be looking in the crate, Rima. I think to you sternly <laughs> did you are we getting that second five percent or did you like ask any questions while no, no. we were at the meeting it, it, we are on, we are on mission to get the full ten percent and in fact and with a quick little flourish i pull out a uh cred stick I got the first 5% up front. So that's going to help us out immensely. I've got some thoughts, but I want to hear everyone's thoughts. Make sure we get a plan to uh, do this and do this right. Um, they did mention that we'd be paid for any hazard pay. If we ran into any trouble, I'm hoping we won't. And uh, there, it, it was made quite clear to me that the buyer is dangerous. So we definitely want to do this and do it right because there has been an offer of additional work later on from this guy so uh, from this kid so i'm hoping we can get to akaton deliver the package get paid and have something else lined up in front of us i don't want to spend very long at all on that planet um but that's the gist of the the mission uh any questions any comments Question out of character. Um, do we know that we've never worked with this dude before? Yes. Okay. I think so. Agreed. Okay. You, you have never worked for Wretch. Wretch was someone looking for someone to take him, and with everything going on, everyone was like, no, no. You're the first person to accept his job. And he's been trying to get someone to what, do it for him. What have we heard about this guy? Have you heard anything about him? Um, Is Wretch coming with us? What do we know about that him? That was his assumption. Okay. <laughs> Jay, Jay we fly too off. focused on the money. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. We don't have a birth. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. No problems. 
No, you in, unless you have a reason to have met him before, you do not know anything about Wretch. Um, oh, so we're taking a job from someone we know nothing about with uh, no recommendations. If, if, if it makes you... F- I don't think I described how he looks to uh, Pat, to Captain Jim, um, but I can if, if you want to know what he looks like. Sure. He is a... It, he looks like he was well dressed, like he, he like he's kind of like a Yusoki in like a suit. He, um, but he's like really sweaty and gross, and he kind of smells a little bit. Um, so like it was like he was well dressed at one point in time, but because he wore it for his 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 clothes for so long without changing, he became just dirty and nasty, and his hair is all matted. Um, he's got like a, he wears glasses and like they're like cracked. Um, he is. He, he wasn't the most pleasant of people and he kind of kind of talked with a little bit of a grunge like he smokes a lot so um that was wretch now yasoki are the mice people yes the uh, rat folk the rat folk i see um is there a general purpose like a, a monitor or panel i can use in here to begin that sensor sweep let's look <clears throat> doesn't look like i see one what number is the galley Galley is number nine. nine. Yeah, we're nine. You know that if you need to use the sensors or anything like that, the best place for that is in operations or the flight deck. Flight deck, yeah. operations is best suited for it, though. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Um, where so, will this wretch be sleeping? I do believe Cryptus has the biggest room. It is at that moment... Glare back at you like... for that two-arm comment earlier. <laughs> yeah. I would it, gladly surrender as... my room, Captain, upon your order. As soon as Passenger says that, Jen's like, hmm. So, uh, looking at this beautiful vessel, do I think there's, like, extra berths? Maybe, like, bunks or something? You have You're four rooms. Literally just these four um, rooms. From what we see here, the two rooms uh top left or the port this the forward port um would be your room just has one bed starboard side is one bed but we go to the other two rooms cryptus's room is a double bed for two people and rima's room is a bunk bed for two people what yeah look closely (laughs) there's two beds there oh my god we should have gone over this (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> okay passenger yes rima how do you two feel about bunking together for the duration of the journey and we can put wretch in your room in whose room uh yours passenger no captain i will gladly caretake the yasoki <laughs> that would be awkward cryptus as uh, much as i hate sharing a room with anyone I think it might be a good idea to be able to keep an eye on this guy. So you'll let him bunk with you, Rima? Yeah, I'm going to move some of my clothes um, out. Passenger, can I, like, put them in your closet? Because I know, like, you won't be creepy and going through them. I don't know anything about this guy. Um, hmm. um, sorry, say that again. Uh, uh, Elwing, you subscribed. Thank you. Sorry, it just caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You were saying. Can I like move some of my stuff to your room while this guy is bunking with me, just so he's not like going through some of my personal shit? How much stuff? 
I don't really have a lot. I'll make you a space in the closet. <laughs> and anything you want to stow securely in the locked cabinets, Remo, we can definitely do that. I appreciate you taking this on. Now that you mention it, this wretch fellow didn't seem very hygienic. So we'll make sure everything is put to rights once the journey is over. Did he Certainly. look like he would take a bath if he could, or that he just didn't want to? Well, he did seem a little desperate. Um, I'm not as good at reading Kith as, as you are. Uh, now I'm, I'm now thinking I should have brought you with me. But uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> we'll give him the option and encourage it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go plot a course once we're done talking and uh, passengers scans and we'll see how long it should take to get to Akaton. Hopefully it won't be too long. But uh, So I would I think the biggest issue facing us now is that a single passenger and a single crate be a little suspicious if we leave Castrovel at the same time that a potentially but not confirmed illegal cargo, illicit cargo, leaves the planet at the same time. So... Are the authorities already looking for this thing? You're the one who brought up that it could be illegal. We don't know that. He just said... You said that we had to avoid the authorities. <laughs> sure, that's the, the passenger's concern. He's paying 5,000 credits for that. I'm happy to oblige. Um... But I'm thinking, and I mentioned it to him, this is how I got the payment up front. We don't want to leave here with an empty cargo hold. And we don't want anyone knowing we're going straight to Akaton. So I think we should lay a false trail. What do y'all think? Well, what's on the way? We would know what's on the way, right? Since we rolled to know where Akaton is. How long of a journey is it to get from where we are to Akaton? I'll, I'll have to plot a course. Um, yes, well, hold on. Um, just to let viewers know and you guys know, we will kind of be using a map um, for space travel. We are changing. We're not doing just drift travel. Drift travel is being moved to a much stronger form of travel, which is more instantaneous, but very dangerous. We'll be using warp. Um, I haven't fully written out the warp rules, but it will use the map that I have switched to on screen. At least I think I have, should have. Yes, <laughs> it is up. Um, yes. yeah, as you can see, there's Castrovel and there's Akaton. Each region is a, a jump, an area you have to jump to and you have to make multiple jumps to get multiple areas. Um, we will say that each jump is 1d6 plus two days worth of travel if your pilot got a good I got a good um, role for, for navigation. So um, you guys would know, having traveled often, that it takes about three minutes for this ship to get its thruster start up. It'll take about 1d2 hours. So you flip a coin, you know, it might take one or two hours to go into orbit. And then a D eight at one D eight hours to reach the satellite region, and then you can travel one D six in from system to system. Um, uh, it's I'm basically just taking 
Starfinder's rules for thrusters and just making it into warp. Um, and that's how that will work for now. I'll have it more written out and fleshed out and posted to a site where viewers can see it and players can see it. And it'll be more, more con better communicated. Let's put it that way. But for now, this is what we're going to use. Any questions? 1d6 between something... each system, was it? 1d6 plus 2 days plus two. between each system. Got it. Is there so something depending... in C8 or? C8? Uh-huh. Where is C8 on here? It's like that little area between. Ah, uh, yes. Four. That, those little, those little pips there, is that what you're asking about? Yeah. That will be for the diplomatic rules. Um, as far as your characters are concerned, that's not going to matter. We'll we'll okay. get to that later. This all you need to know is that is a place to travel through. For now, I do. Uh, Jen does have an actual item in his inventory that is um, star charts, uh, navigational maps. Well, then so you have I'm, this. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 like you know what I have this map for sure. Yep. Oh, definitely. But <clears throat> yeah, so. False trail. What do we think? I'd like to hear everyone's thoughts if you have any. Well, if there's mm -hmm. a planet on the way, or perhaps even out of the way, we can bounce off of there before that way we're not making a direct course to uh, Akaton. I keep wanting to put an H in it. <clears throat> I'm assuming we'll have to bring Wretch back, right? Back here? He didn't say. And in fact, um, Creed, I'd like to make a roll to retroactively uh, try and gauge if he was intending to return. He made no mention of any... Yeah, you don't need to make a roll for it. He, he okay. That was never part of the conversation. The conversation was get him and the cargo to Akaton. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't want to come back. I feel like he wants to get away from Castrovel as quickly as possible. Which, it, there's a war that's not that suspicious... We've all had our issues with the Civil War since we've been stuck here. Jin says, trying to smooth things over between Rima and Rich. <laughs> As if the DM forced Jin here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm looking at this. Oh, I found it. Akaton. I was spelled it wrong in my notes. Never mind. Now you're making me question whether or not I spelled it right on the map. No, no. I assume yours is right. It is right. Perfect. As I assumed. <laughs> not much gets past me. Random voice in the sky. Not with that God, perception. are you hearing things too? <laughs> you told me there wasn't any on this ship, Rima. <laughs> Back in character. Come on. <laughs> I never left character. <laughs> Same. I have Captain, surely the dearth of well-paying jobs here is is sufficient reason enough for us to leave. The Fomorians are not very uh, good followers of Hylax. Not very peaceful around these parts. Makes sense that we would leave for better waters. True. true, true. What do we know about how the port here tracks things going in and out? Like, are they even going to ask us where we're going? Right now, think you know that you're on the way in you were heavily tracked everything was scanned soldiers were on your ship scanning everything you were frisked all that 
Um, but whenever somebody leaves, like, it's just like, okay, get out bye. like, they don't care who's leaving. They just care about who's coming in. Okay. That's true, Rima. That, that, that's are, are they going to check, are they going to check the cargo being brought into the port to be loaded onto the ship? Have we seen any of that since we've been here for, there's a freighter while? next to us. Have they had any activity? Uh, let's see. Is there a role that you guys can do? Is there like a, did I see anything while diligently patrolling around the ship? <laughs> Make perception roll with plus three. Everybody? No, just just the guy who was actually patrolling because he was good the idea. One good idea. <laughs> oh, so you got a five. Um. Oh, roll twenty. <laughs> this is why you should roll real dice. Do you want to roll yeah, a real die? We're gonna, yeah, an roll, roll roll twenty hates me. What does yeah. a real dice say? See, roll twenty always loves me. Like I've always Patrick, rolled what's really the high. Under on his his physical dice roll being worse. Oh, it's gonna be better. One hundred percent worse than a two. Five uh, percent chance. All right. He's not Patrick. Or it, it was meant to be. <laughs> All right. Do you have any pluses or minuses to your perception? Not. I think there are negatives to it. <laughs> Yes, negative two. <laughs> so you get five. It's the exact same. All oh, right, wonderful. Um, yeah, no, they loaded up cargo just fine. You saw them doing something over there. I'm You're very not sure confident. what. You're not sure what, but they they were definitely doing something. Captain, their activity seemed absolutely fine, just as usual. I wouldn't say they had any concerns from what I saw. What do we know of the import situation on Akaton? Will we get similarly scanned and investigated upon arrival? Roll cultural. Those who have it. I have it. Oh, gosh. My Is role my wasn't seven? that much better. Oh, wait. I don't, I'm not trained in culture. Um, then you can't do it. Who's ah. trained in it? Jin? I am. Jin looks like you rolled a 14. So you would know that it all depends on where you're going on Akaton. Akaton is mostly city-states. There's regions that are that would have high security. There's regions that would have no security. It depends on where Wretch is having you land, and he didn't tell you exactly where on Akaton you're going to land. Okay. We... We might be okay there. I'm more worried about the authorities here in Castrovel than I am Akaton. Um... Let's just say credits hold more sway for Akaton's officials than they do for the militarized governments of the Lashunta cities. So I'm, I'm mostly worried about getting us off world without incident. And so I had some thoughts there. Um, I'm not so sure we need to worry about having a destination on the way, I was actually thinking we could maybe lay a false trail to the Adari. I could say, I'm going home, going to visit home. Um, I was thinking as well, we need to fill the cargo bay. I don't, I, I think it would be the least suspicious if we left here with a full cargo bay. And so I was thinking, while I don't, I hope not to deal with the Shabbat uh, um, solely in Akaton. I do hope we will deal with the Yazoki. Have any of you noticed anything about Castrovel? Any 
locally produced good any i gesture to passengers flower vine that i'm hoping he still has in his hands any kind of locally grown flora or any kind of food anything have you noticed anything that the yusoki really enjoy here that we might be able to bring with us and maybe even turn a profit in akaton i kind of look really at all good of gin. I've, do, do we, uh, well, I don't Is have a roll we can make, so I probably can't make it. Um, I would imagine imports and exports of a planet, uh, would be culture. I would imagine. Well, that could, that, that depends on what you're talking about. That, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my notes that I have on the floor. Um, that could be, it could, it could also be any sort, sort of specific profession, um, it could be physical science, depending on what you're bringing out. It could be also life science, mysticism. There's a, there's a lot of things you can export. If you wanted to use mysticism, maybe that's like religious symbols or books. Um, if you wanted to use life science, that could be your, your plant or different types of herbs. Um, if you wanted to use medicine, I think that one's self-explanatory. Um, Creed. Yes. In the time that I've been on this planet and have left the ship occasionally would i have noticed any sort of like a, a merchant guild some uh, you know an organization maybe responsible for hiring crews to transport cargo um they you you know there is a organization that is basically their version of the castrovellian uh postal service that are trying to like you know send mail and stuff because there is no um unlimited range sort of um, electronic transponder to like send messages to Avalon, Akaton, Akhtern, Yadari. Um, what, th what they do is they put things on hard drives or in physical boxes and say, oh, okay, you're going to this planet. We need you to mail this and take it to this location as well. So you can actually um, probably go to like that organization and get like a bunch of letters or hard drives that have a lot of financial information on there. Um, it does not ever pay that well because it's just kind of the run of the mill usually it's it's done by corporations with contracts um but you can definitely find a way to fill people's like personal mail in here through that um there's Captain. also sorry if my apologies go ahead creed there's also um a big corporation called a tier tangier i think i'm saying that correctly um Here. they they trade in a lot of different um things on this planet as well because this is a major this is a planet full of life especially in this major metropolitan metropolitan city um you could probably get some something delivered through them captain if you would like you could send me as a um, envoy to tia tangier's offices and see if they are in need of a transport vessel perhaps we can do uh, two birds with one stone as they say and um, perhaps get paid twice uh, for delivering both our isoki's package and whatever we find out there also if we have 32 hours before this wretch is supposed to arrive um i have an errand i would like to run before he gets here well <clears throat> we do have 32 hours certainly and uh i i don't know when we'll return to castrovel so anything you any of you need to do before we leave we'll we'll definitely get that done um i do actually need to go speak with the tier um Wretch has paid us in their marine. 
uh, their currency, not credits. So I'll need to get that uh, converted somehow. But I'll be honest, um, for these past few weeks, I've been asking everyone if we could at least curry mail or packages or anything off world. And uh, as you know, that's not really worked out for us so far. So, but we do need to go there. And uh, if you think you have any connections or, or, or can make any headway there, that would be good. But well, the negotiating I skills would... of an android can't uh... be undersold. <laughs> It's it's kind of like my least favorite thing. I don't really want to ask, but if we need something to transport, have you asked if anyone needs their remains moved to their home world? This is a war zone. That is true, actually. I haven't thought about that. Putting bodies. She just wants more ghosts on the ship, Captain. I want no ghosts on this ship. <laughs> we could offer my biology services uh, to make sure they are preserved and maintained until they uh, arrive at their destination. Uh, GM, quick culture check to see if I know who I would need to talk to about that. Uh, yeah, if you want to do a uh, culture check to talk to the coroner. Yeah, you know to talk to a coroner. <laughs> uh, okay. Perhaps the coroner. Oh, that's a list. Um, any other ideas that might be able to fill the cargo hold with trade goods, commodities? Can anyone think of, have you seen any Yusoki eating anything specifically here from Castrovel? Or Unfortunately, like between being on the ship and exploring the gardens, I, I have not. I was too busy watching that freighter next to us while patrolling. What about you, Rima? You've been going out into the city. The liquor stores? Well, is there anything that you've seen Yuzoki specifically buy? Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> what kind of a check would I make? Would that be a perception? There's no history. Um, It's a you can make a perception. You can just make a flat intelligence check if you like. Um, of course, you know, as opposed to using a culture check, it'll be harder to do. There'll be a higher DC, of course. I can just do culture. I have culture. Are you trained in it? Yes. Oh, well, I sure there you am. That's a 13, and then culture is you get a plus from the rank right and then from modifier that's 14 okay. i think it's 14 okay um you you've seen plenty of different uh you know you have seen cheeses because you thought it was funny seeing isoki eat cheese um, different, but you know, you spent a lot of time in liquor stores, and what you have noticed here is that there are a lot of distilleries here in Kabat, Kabarat. Um, the problem is, is typically when they are sent off world, is typically the freighter itself has to buy it from the distillery to sell it elsewhere. They don't really 
they, they want to make their money up front. They don't want to like have pay someone to take it somewhere, sell it, and there's no guarantee they get that money back. So typically the freighter itself will spend the money to fill their freighter, leave, and then sell it off world to make that profit. Happen, we could be booze earners. That's not illegal, I don't think. Sure ain't. You know, Captain, you, you keep referencing the Yosoki, but the Shobads surely purchase items as well. I think Weapons. he wants to have like something to that a so Yosoki might want because we're going to be traveling with the Yosoki. Need to oh, fill the cargo not. bay, though. <laughs> I'm trying to make money. <laughs> we came to Castravel with nothing but mail in our cargo hold, and look what it earned us. We're on a war world, and the Shobads like war stuff. It's a good thought. We could be sure arms dealers and drug smugglers. I pull out uh, starting out great. I pull out my computer to check the time. Uh, it's still pretty late. It'd be about, um, you know, it'd be about twenty twenty three thirty right now, at okay. this time. Well, I think this is good. These are good ideas. We've got a list of things to check. Talk to the tier, talk to the coroners, uh, talk to the distilleries. If we can get the booze, we might want to skip the coroners. True. And, true, I, true, true. and I have my errand. And passenger has his errand. And then see if there's any war paraphernalia or Lashunta weaponry or anything like that that we could sell to the Shavads of Akaton. This is good. Anyone else have anything else to add to the meeting? Is it early done? enough yeah. to go on and do this now? Or is it late in the day? We should probably get rest. Um, we should probably lock the doors, get rest, and handle all of this in the morning. Um, I think before we leave, we should try to ask around and see if anyone that we know here has anything to say about this guy. It's hmm. a good idea. It's a good idea. Captain, and, um, I'm yes. going to go check the senses. Yeah, and I'll go plot that course as well. I'll meet you in operations. Um, I take my leave. So he just walks out, just down the stairs. <laughs> Rima, Cryptus, anything to add? Oh, I'll check on the engines, Captain. Good. Thump, thump, thump. Yep. All right. Was that I'll head down to operations. Him hitting the engine. <laughs> Just walking down the stairs. About five minutes later, you hear a clang, like a loud clang, clang. The lights flicker. Yeah, I was about to say the lights flicker. <laughs> a door opens. Oh. <laughs> Captain, I'll look before. at it later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we have two rules to make. Passenger with the sensors and me with plotting a course. Yes, um, I don't think I have your ship's stats up, for, but for now, we will say that the computer will add a plus two to whatever your skill is with computers. I'll go first. Sixteen plus six, and then is that including? And then is that including the twenty-three, twenty-four computers? with the plus two? 
with the plus two. All right. So 24, that is a good roll. You beat the 20 uh, DC. Um, it's a little difficult because the shield is up right now. Um, but you can get, you, you had to use uh, um, a myriad of things to get, get through the shield, but you do know, you're, what are you looking for? You're looking for the Formian satellites. Is that what you're looking for? I'm looking to see exactly what is going on above the shields. I want to know what the Formian satellites are doing. I want to know if there are weapon systems in place that may impede our departure tomorrow. Um, I, I'm doing a, a sort of tactical analysis of what leaving the planet might look like. Ah, okay. So you do see a few satellites up there on screen, but it's it's not like, you know, a picture like, you know, you'd like look up in the sky and let's say it's just like a magnified picture. It it's more just like readings, like you've got detection of like the little dots here and there, kind of more like a radar thing. Um, you do notice that some areas kind of light up and they immediately go dark, like something's trying to like jam your signal. Um, so there's definitely military grade things up there. Um, if you wanted to check and detect some sort of weaponry, um, you would need a much higher role and you are more than welcome to make another one. Um, I have a hacker's toolkit. Can I use that and add the bonus it gives me to this role? Are you hacking your own system? Well, no. I'm, well, I'm hacking. No, I'm not. You already, ha you already have access, and I assume as the science officer, you already have root access to your computer. I see. So you don't need you, hacking I, I, would not I, help you here. It wouldn't help me like to remote into another system. Um, it could help you remote into another system. <laughs> what system you want to remote into? Please don't get us killed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I will forego hacking into military systems at this time. Um, Level one, that is a wise decision. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I won't pursue it any further. I am just was curious about the initial bits that I mentioned. Right. But you, you know there's definitely something up there. Um, oh, I forgot to tell you. The, you know that they'll probably be in your orbit because you did detect where they were, and it took you a minute. You just kind of did the math. How long will they be in orbit? Um, they probably will leave your orbit range, and the shield should come down around 0400. 0400. And when you talk about them being in the orbit, you just mean the satellites. There's not like a battalion of ships up there. They're satellite ships. I mean... They, oh, satellite ships, as in from like a mothership of some variety. No, they're ships that aren't really designed to leave the planet. They're designed to go into orbit. They don't have like a warp or a drift engine or anything like that. Oh, I see. Just point down, be a part of the military. Because you know they're fighting on Castrovel. They don't need to go fight on Akaton. There's no. They're not. They're fighting each other here. I see. So, got it. Um, okay. I would relay that information to Captain Jin. Uh, 400, oh, 0400, we should be able to uh, be clear of the Formian satellites. Um, if... Hey, passenger. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Are you able to, um, like, plot their position in the future based on how they were moving? Like, when they'll be back, when the shields will go back up again. Uh, game Master. It uh, might be nice if we can leave right before the shields go back up again. Hmm. Uh, so, kind of so compounding on her question, would my role have given me enough information to know that? And then also, 
you said this isn't the first time this has happened since we've been on Kestrelville. How would I have noticed a pattern in? Yes, in, there, there's in definitely a pattern. It's usually around the same time every day. It kind of varies depending, you know, like as the weeks have gone on, you're like, okay, this is you would have noticed, and I don't think anyone else would have, but you as the android here, be like, wow, that was two minutes and five seconds off from yesterday. Like you, you had it down to the second. Like, hmm, they changed uh, it. Captain Jin, I, I would suggest this time, based on what we just understood, came to understand as a time to depart, and um, Rima makes a good point. If we leave just before the shields come back online, it may obfuscate our exit. Absolutely, yes. Um, at some point tomorrow, I'll have you do another scan, and uh, hopefully the Lashunta will help with that they i don't understand why they've been so quiet about tracking the formians it would benefit everyone but we'll check again tomorrow for sure hmm. um, i probably eat some form of dinner and retire to my quarters to prepare for to 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 prep a space for rima's things rima come by in roughly 30 minutes and i'll have a space for you or for mm -hmm. your belongings rather <laughs> 